host Jim Gass, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinside. Ooh, it's me. <laughs> it's scary time. <laughs> no, 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 no. And Tony Korkinakis. Oh, that was, was frightening. Yeah, it was. Yo. All right. I'm, I'm going to eat on air. <laughs> so, um, all right. Welcome listeners, welcome viewers to 469 of the Gamecast. Um, I mean, if got, you guys all got in on that, then we would it would have been better. You just kind of left me hanging We there, didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got a great episode coming up here. We got our top five uh, video game villains, I guess. We went, I went with, slash, some, I went with characters. I'd say I'll, slash enemies. Mm-hmm. Monsters. We're talking, monsters. Yeah, we're talking monsters. like horror, scary themed for Halloween yeah. here. Not yeah, just so. Villains in general. We got that coming up here. Uh, we got some news here. We got MPD numbers. We've got a bunch of uh, what we've been up to as well. So we can get right into that. Um, I finished up Zelda finally, The Link's Awakening. Uh, ooh, I did that ooh, last ooh. week. Yep, I finished that up, and um, yeah, I. Uh, it's a shorter game, like Tony said, but uh, it's fun. It's really like classical Zelda. Um, I loved. I love the remaster of everything. The even like the even like the the ending animation sequence like. Such so mm-hmm. well done. Like the whole thing is just so well done. Like a remake. Uh, I really hope they do um, a link to the past. I really do. Like I just can't wait. Um, I mean, with the amount this money this has made, I don't yeah, see why they yeah. would not. <laughs> so I'm not really interested in, in the dungeon builder so much. So I think I'm going to end up trading this back in. But uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I did enjoy this game. But uh, yeah, so I played that last week. Um, I got. I ended up getting. Believe it or not, I'm going to talk about this next week. I got the new PBA bowling game. I'm a bowler. Um, okay. I, not not played enough yet. I got on Switch. It's twenty bucks. Uh, it's the first official like PBA game in like I don't even know how long. Uh, so I had to get that. Uh, but I can't talk about it yet because I haven't played it enough yet. So let me play it a little more and I'll give you my. It's twenty dollars, so I'm not expecting something huge here. Uh, but I had to support my own sport. Scratch so, that uh, bowling itch a little bit. Well, considering I'm 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 definitely laid up this week from bowling. Uh, I got to do mm-hmm. something, you know. Uh, so. Uh, Maybe next week. I'm, I'm hoping not next week, but we'll see how fast I can heal. Uh, so I, I got that, and um, I start, oh, I'm, I'm playing through Gears 5 still. Uh, I'm midway through Act 4. Um, cool. I thought I was further along in Act 3 before, and I wasn't. Uh, so I still had a lot to do last night, and I finished up Act 3. Got into Act 4 a little bit last night. The the problem with that game, now, now that I'm past the uh, supposed open areas in this game... Um, it's just too barren. Like I understand their like what they were doing, but it's like they, they didn't fill it. They didn't populate the area with anything. They just made it open world. Mm-hmm. It's like here's a giant world. There's nothing here, but here it is. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. I, like I know what they're trying to do, and like say, what do you guys think? But and I liked it, but it, it just too, it was so barren. Like it, there was no drive to go explore what this was, what this was after the ice. I was in an ice world in one of them. And I'm like, after that world, I'm just like, I don't want to explore this other one. Cause I'm just like, it, it wasn't worth exploring the other one, you know, the first one. Yeah. So I, I went around a little bit, but not, not too much. Um, so yeah, I'm still enjoying the story in this game quite a bit. They've done a good job with their writing quite a bit, uh, like really well done with this story. Actually, I really mm-hmm. enjoying this. Uh, they've really remade it cinematic driven, which is, um, I will say, take a page out of Sony. Uh, they really made this a lot more of a theatrical style game uh, in terms of the way you're playing it, the way it, you know everything that happens. It's very yeah. very cin- cinematic. 
So I agree so, with that. Yeah. So that that's been my my vibe from this game, and you know, so I played that, um, and that that's that's pretty much it. I got Apple Arcade, but I didn't get to play like, any games yet on it. I actually signed up for the the free trial, um, okay. but I haven't gotten to play it yet. So that'll be coming. I got to come. You know, I'll be talking about a bunch of stuff um, next week, obviously, with the PBA game and this. Um, I can tell you one game I did not buy uh, is WWE 2K20. Did you guys see the trending Twitter? Oh my god! Did you yeah, see why? It's like a PS2 or three game, somebody, right? Did you see? Did you see why? Did you see the GIF that somebody the, the GIF or the GIF whatever you want to nah. call it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, somebody posted where um, the, there was two female wrestlers. Uh, one is Charlotte Flair doing her like, uh, uh, what do you call it? The figure four, the figure eight, or they call it uh, mm-hmm. leg lock, where she arches her back up, and for some reason the squatting, the sitting ref, is sitting like in, like right next to them all, and her head just goes right into his lap. And it just does not look good. It does not look good. Uh, so I'm just like, wow. So there's like a whole fixed WWE 2K20. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, 2K19 was pretty bad. Um, and I think they did this in NBA as well. Didn't they, Mike? Yeah, there's all sorts of problems with that yeah. right now. 2K's got a problem here. They're using old engines. They really need to up their game here. They're, uh, they have to update a lot of stuff. Their tools, everything needs to get updated because these games don't look so good anymore they used to well, look great they just they the developer that's been doing it just quit on it and no, no. somebody else is doing it no that's true yeah it's pretty clear that i, I doubt wwe wants to invest the money that's required to make these games look oh that's true that's true well not just that i think and, that and also that the um yeah. publisher i think probably has a deal where they have to release one every year so they're like whatever yeah. let's throw it out there who doesn't who cares but but it's a shame because you know a while back like wrestling games were great like mm-hmm. they had some of the best you didn't even have to be a fan of wrestling to enjoy those games yeah, yeah you had some of the best like crazy character suites in games like with the full move move sets like hundreds of moves <laughs> programmed for certain characters and you know you could make anyone you want pretty much like there you can even like download some some of the later ones when it was still good but now it's it's just sort of recycled oh, there's stuff like over. a really yeah. crazy like there's a thread from uh dazed rabbit on reddit on games uh r slash games where he like goes through a list of the all the problems with it like one of the most glaring is like when you do an online match you have player one and player two and player three and player four are together on the like screen but when the match starts they put one and three together and two and four together so you're not even matched with the player that you're matched with i mean <laughs> and so and it bothers me because I played them a lot, like, 15 years ago, and, like, it was a big deal. You went from, like, four to six wrestlers, and in my mind, yeah, I was think, oh, you, but by now, it's like, oh, I bet, like, eventually they all have, like, you know, you could have, like, you know, four-on-four tag matches with, like, managers or, like, real, real Royal Rumble where there's, like, you know, you could have, like, 20 people in the ring at once. Like, it wouldn't be a problem. And instead, or like, oh, you could actually break chairs and tables more in real time, like all that stuff. Yeah. None of that. None of that happened. Well, there's it break. Cha- you can break ladders in this game. It, it looks god awful bad. I know. It looks bad. But, but oh my I, god. No, I remember, like, and and it, it seemed like it got like more scripted and less open. Where like, I don't know. It, it, I just like stopped buying these games about ten years ago, and. Since 2K took over, it hasn't gotten better. It's only gotten it's worse, it seems like. For me, this year is funny because I have a six-year-old here who actually really like enjoys watching like uh, the, the female character wrestlers. Like She loves watching the wrestling. 
Uh, and so I was like, you know, she saw the game advertised and she really wants to play it. And I'm like, well, well it's got the man, Becky Lynch on it. Yeah, I know. And that's why she really wants to play it. But I'm like, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pick that up. And I'm like, looking at the reviews, I'm like, I'm not getting this game. And then I saw that thing on Twitter. I'm like, if, if my six year old saw this, I'd be flipping out right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, but, uh, I don't know. It, it sucks because you kind of like, Mike, you said they, they have a great premise. Like I, the super Nintendo games were so fun to play. Oh, and WCW versus NWO well, was such a great game. PS2 had a couple of good ones too. Yeah, I remember. No, yeah, after ago. that, like even up to like the early 360 PlayStation 3 stuff, they were still pretty good. But after that, something went wrong, and it just not anymore. They went to 2K. <laughs> they went to 2K. It, it, even before that, they weren't stopped like changing too much year by year. I think they just started annualizing. Really, that well, was maybe. it. Maybe they stopped doing that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anyways, um, that's what I've been up to. Um, Mike, what have you been playing? Um, so I actually put a little time into the Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for Genesis. Nice. Um, and uh, it's still a frustrating game. And what frustrates me is my favorite turtle is Michelangelo, and he's by far the worst character in the game. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I just can't get down his like half circle whatever move. I, I hate. I hate those commands in fighting games, especially oh. on a Genesis controller. Even though it's it, it is the D-pad it's is the built D-pad, where that yeah. would work, but it doesn't work. It, it doesn't come out well enough. I, I I just hate that type of control. You're used to the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, style. I, and, I hate, yeah I and I hate the Mortal Kombat style. So but, I mean, yeah. that's more precise. Like no, this is not. just like it may or may not happen. Yeah, it is. Just it, it will happen if you do it right. Just press oh, no, two no, buttons if you do it right. Don't suck. It's, <laughs> no, it's bullshit. It's it's based on like arcade joysticks that don't exist anymore. <laughs> With a good D pad. But anyway, yeah, the the D pad is good on the Genesis for that. It's just it's a half. I could do the quarter circle, quarter circle fine. The half circle is just comes out like forty percent of the time for me. And anyway, so because of this, Leonardo is my best character. I can't do his special moves. Can't do Michelangelo at all. So I got two the. There's like three boss characters, which is pretty interesting. And um, there's Triceraton, um, then Krang, and then the the end boss is Karai instead of Shredder, which is kind of weird. But it, it's pretty cool that like once you get into it, it's it's not. I mean, it's old. It has some '90s Genesis jank for sure. But uh, it's not too bad now that I like have a character or two I can get farther with. But still it's very hard um Mm. other than that i sort of stalled on my second playthrough of the witcher 3 because i'm getting to the end game again which i played twice to get a good ending before i was like i don't really want to do this again and i already got one one witcher set of armor leveled up almost all the way which is really part of the reason why i was doing this so then i went back and played uh continued my replay of arkham asylum or return to arkham asylum because it's it's really a kind of a good game to play in the fall. It sort of fits mm-hmm. the uh, it does. right now. Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, yeah. I just got sucked back into it again because you know I started playing it and I forgot that the story sort of like has more momentum than I remembered. So like you can't stop when you like it's hard to stop unless you like really go to a, a point where you're like, all right, that's enough. So <laughs> I'm good with that and uh, waiting. I'm awaiting another game coming a few days away now. Anyway, so oh, yeah, definitely get more excitement now for the next next couple of days here. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so all right. There, cool. there was a comparison side by side of The Witcher on Switch and PS4 Pro, and it proved they did a great job. I have to say, yeah, like, no, it's it is amazing how close they got it. And yeah, you can see like they blurred out a lot of stuff, but like the fo- it's almost like they focused like our cameras. Like you know, you don't need to see the background. Like you don't need to see like the scenery so much when the focus is on these characters that you're looking at anyway. And he like really nailed this man. Like I said, when when we started like thinking about that, like I started just just paying attention to how much in the PlayStation Four Pro, which is what I have version of it, how much is rendered at once in that game, like indoor and outdoor, like that you seamlessly go in and outside. I'm like, holy shit, this is always there. Even when I go in this tavern, which is like pretty detailed, like all of the city around me is still there because those are real windows and it's pretty crazy like maybe not efficient but uh and my ps pro still sounds like a jet engine taking off too no it's uh, they're i don't know i got no idea how they did that Hmm. so it's impressive cool all right um tony oh Oh, you're muted tony you're muted tony (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, played a couple new games, uh, though they're retro-focused. Um, okay. So one of them is a remake of an old Super Nintendo slash arcade game called um, Ninja Saviors, and it's a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up game um, where it's actually kind of funny how the story of the game, because it's like a no-nothing, like, whatever, like... We're just going to come up with a story for you to play as robot ninja assassins. And it's like, okay, cool. What's the story? And it's like, this once great nation got taken control by this evil, um, corrupt man. And, you know, he's, ter- like, oppressed the, like, the society and all that stuff. And I was like, hmm, interesting. This game was written, like, in the late 80s. So it's like, that's weird. Um, but basically, the Resistance built these robot ninja assassins to go and kill him as a last-ditch effort. So that's it. That's the story. Um, but the game is really cool because there's three playable characters in the original. It was only single player. Um, so this is a nice like remake in the sense that you can do two players now. And they added, they created two entirely new characters for the remake here. Um, just to like throw some crazy shit at the wall. And all the characters play very differently. So it's not like something where it's like, I don't know, Final Fight or Streets of Rage. Where it's like, hey, this character is like slightly faster than the other character. Or like maybe jumps a little higher. Something like, just stat-wise or something like that. It's, like, their entire movesets, their specials, etc. are just entirely different. So, uh, played that with Edge. It was really just awesome. Um, I'm a bit big fan of sprite work, uh, pixel work. So, that was really fun. And then another game in that vein was called uh, Blazing Chrome, uh, which I downloaded on Game Pass, which is basically a um, throwback to, like, Contra slash Metal Slug. So, once again, it's a one-to-two-player cooperative um, side-scrolling shooter. Um, and it just balls to the wall, like, so hard. I mean, I think we probably spent a good hour or something just on the last boss. Like, it was yeah. ridiculous. I was I was getting a little frustrated. I was like, okay. Um, and it was one of those things where our buddy Zach was playing with us. And um, the interesting part about this game is you have shared lives. Uh, like, every player has their own, like, life, life count. Uh, but if somebody game's over, they can press start and steal a credit from the other player. So there's just this one time where, like, I got to, like, phase three of the boss or whatever like that. No deaths at all. And, like, Zach's just white. And he's like, yo. And he just started taking my lives. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, 
<laughs> like I, I didn't do this well just so you could take my lies and we game over anyway. So it's just like it was uh, it, ridiculous. But um, it's the the plot is awesome because it's totally a riff of Terminator. Like it's just like hey, like uh, it's a dystopian like post apocalyptic world where the machine like the one of the things is like we don't know who struck first, us or them, and it's like okay, like you know we we know what this is all about, and like the other player character is a terminator essentially that they reprogram to be you know on their side and stuff like that so it's like okay like this is cool i like this throwback and stuff like that and um yeah it's just a really fun game but highly recommend it, especially if you have game pass because you can just download and play it for free it's one of the things where like i kind of want to buy it just to like show support you know yeah. i'm like oh, i really well, like this game like playing it i mean that's part of the game pass thing right yep, you know yep. play count Yep, exactly. And just like um, the other game I was talking about, it's cool because once you beat it with the base characters, you unlock the extra characters, like extra characters, and they play entirely different to the point where, like, they're semi-broken in a way that their abilities are just absurd, but it's kind of one of those, like, high-risk, high-reward kind of things because, like, if you fuck up, like, there's not um, as many, like, uh, safety options or whatever like that. Right. So, uh, yeah, played both of those. Um, really cool. And then I think... I just installed this one new game because we were talking about tonight um, called Fear, and apparently it's oh, a yeah. Uh, oh yeah. boy, yeah. So yeah, so um, is that little girl uh, gonna? Come yeah, together? yeah. That that's that's well, no, no. That's the thing is like I wanted to because like just in doing research, like it was a very popular choice, and I was like, I own this game. Like I've owned this on Steam yeah. for years. Just again, one of those like Halloween bundles or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Let me give this a chance because like yeah, I'm not playing anything else at the moment. Um, mm. So. And it's that time of the year, so yeah, I'm gonna, I installed it right before the podcast. So, uh, uh, something to talk I about. I remember next that week. playing that and thinking that it's got like a neat little hook to it. So, um, well, like they do a little something different with the um the first person shooter aspects and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, change it up on you, which is cool. Yeah. So I think I got like three games in that series or whatever like that. So it's yeah, that's a, a lot to play. Hmm. Yeah, I um. I actually did not play any video games at all this week. Really? You <laughs> I played all board games. Oh, cool. No oh. Borderlands. I didn't actually turn on Borderlands. Because this week is, um, like, they're doing, like, this uh, Iridium bonus thing. So, like, oh, you get Iridium. I have, like, tw- like thousands of Iridium. Like, I don't need more Iridium. So I'm just going to not worry about that, and I'm going to play some board games. So I played a bunch of board games. Uh, one of them was uh, called Anachrony, uh, and it's a worker placement game. And I'm just I'm gonna talk about it because I didn't play anything else really. Yeah, okay. So uh, it's a worker placement game, where uh, if you don't know what worker placement means, like you have workers and you put them out on a map or a board to gain an action resource or something. That's your action, and basically that's what the worker placement um, genre is. So what this game is, uh, a calamity happened on Earth, and basically we're uh, we come form these factions on how to like get out of this whole calamity, uh, and so we have these four different factions, and we create these little dystopian universes for, for um, sections for ourselves. But you can't walk on the surface of the planet because it's like basically radioactive or something. So you have to build. You have these exosuits, and so you have to go out on your exosuits to get gather resources and stuff to uh, either build buildings or create uh, different things that are going to help you for later what the hook is is you have time travel in this and the future your future self knows that a um another calamity is coming and is going to destroy the earth and so what you're trying to do is you're sending things back to yourself to prepare for this calamity to evacuate earth to 
make sure you can get off of the uh, planet. But at the same time, you have to pay those resources back or they will not be there for you to send back to yourself. So this whole time loop thing that's really, really cool. Uh. Um, so you, like, you'll get these resources now, but then later on you have to pay them back or else you know, they're essentially negative points later on. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It is a really cool looking game. Like the theme is awesome. Like this, uh, you know, sci-fi, you know, trying to su- survive and save humanity. Essentially, uh, the artwork is awesome on it. They actually have in the um, deluxe version minis of the exosuits, where you have the workers can go inside of them, which is really cool because otherwise it's just basically like little cardboard tokens. Uh, but the mini is really cool and it gives like the table presence a really nice look to it and like you definitely like want to like oh, what's going on here this is cool but it is a huge game like there's so much going on and um there's different modules you can actually send like there's um different expansions that you can add to or subtract from the game where you can have your exosuits go on missions or there's uh, the calamity can happen sooner or later which changes <laughs> things and what's really crazy is once the asteroid hits the calamity happens uh, all the worker placement actions are one-time use, and then once they're all gone, they're gone, and the game ends. Oh! And so if that happens, <laughs> um, like if, so, like when you play with the Doomsday track, basically, and the calamity happens sooner, like the game can end really fast. And what happened was, it happened where it moved up a turn before I was ready, and basically I only had one action for the next like three rounds and i was like oh, yeah. <laughs> so i was totally screwed because uh, i was not prepared for it but that was the risk i was taking so mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun i came in last by the way because of that uh, but a lot of fun that was that game's called anachrony and it's um a board game so there you go hmm sounds cool okay yeah sounds good uh okay cool uh that's what we've been up to guys that's it all right yeah. let's get into the news um First thing kicking off is I was reading about this um, this Game Boy Pocket <laughs> coming out uh, that Tony posted called Analog. Um, so this device is coming in 2020. It's going to be $200 for those wondering. Uh, but uh, it basically will play our childhood. Um, so with adapters, it will play any handheld device's games in it. Um, but right now it's going to be able to support Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color... Yeah, the Game Boy, uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance, um, uh, and then it can have adapters for Game Gear, the Lynx, uh, Neo Geo Pocket, um, and uh, it's not emulating these games. It's it's done by hardware based, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, this is very interesting. Um, so yeah, and it, yeah, it's two hundred dollars. It just looks so. Which cool. is pricey, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it is it is expensive, but it just. And that's the thing is like I, I can't justify getting it because I don't play handheld game like old school handheld games that much anymore to the point where like I need quote unquote need a two hundred dollar like fancy you know yeah because uh, the display on this is so crisp um, like if you go to the page it's and just look at it, it's just six hundred fifteen PPI is it's better than your iPhone yeah exactly it's it's so crazy um, but it, it just looks so awesome I love that they're doing. Um, a Game Boy, or, you know, essentially a Game Boy that can play the entire catalog of, like, what, 20, 20-something years? Yeah. Um, And you can get adapters to play other um, handle games? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the thing is, like, um, you know, the past 10 years, I'd say, I I think we've gone through, like, this uh, renaissance of nostalgia, almost, where it's, like, 
Nintendo, Super Nintendo, GameCube, and like you know other games in the, those areas have become like um, rare and more expensive because people are seeking them out. Mm. But I feel like we're on that cusp for the handheld stuff too. Um, and with this launching, I think it's kind of like going to push that towards that because now it's like going to be like anything handheld. Like I just want it for for this two hundred dollar device and stuff like that. This so, is such a cool um, idea. Like I mean, this thing is a three and a half inch screen, sixteen hundred by fourteen forty, which is for three and a half inches is probably way too high. Uh, 615 pixels per inch, rechargeable lithium ion battery, uh, stereo speakers, mappable buttons, micro SD, USB C charging, uh, headphone jack. Um, Oh, wow. And compatible with Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and regular Game Boy. And it has a dock support that comes with a dock yep. for HDMI output for your TV. Yep. So you can play all these games on your TV with uh, Bluetooth wire, uh, Bluetooth for wireless controllers. So yep. it's, it's impressive. It really is. Uh, this is a cool device. I've, I've heard that this, this, is a, mm-hmm. this had to be what I heard about from before from a, a different podcast I listened to. Um, one of the guys is a classic gamer, and he was talking about it. This had to be something they were talking about. If not, they'll be talking about it soon. But yeah, yeah it's, it's impressive. This, this, yeah, this company, the company, so uh, just a clarification the, the company is Analog. Oh, I thought it was their, called Analog. Their product is called the Analog Pocket. Oh. But they've done other things, like if you go to their website, they, they've made stuff for like the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, slash Mega Drive, where essentially it's the same thing. You can plug the cartridges in, it syncs up to an uh, HD TV. And you can plug native, like original OEM uh, controller manufactured controllers into the system, but it's you know it doesn't have any issues that like a lot of those shitty things, um, you know, like the old Sega classics and whatnot did because it's like <laughs> the yeah, yeah. thing, the thing that I'm, I'm playing the Tournament yeah. Fighters yeah. on right now. Yeah, exactly. Plus, it'll work on your HD televisions where like those systems were designed for CRT televisions. I mean, exactly. this one it works, but not perfectly. Yeah, so it's really cool. I love enthusi- enthusiast hardware like that, um, and just the design. Uh, really, I, I would just recommend taking a look at the site, even looking at the systems, because it's just really cool. Because it's like a blend of like the original design, but also kind of like a modern twist on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like Jim, take a look at the Super Nintendo afterwards, because like it's yeah. so awesome. And I'll take a look. Even looking at it now, just like yeah, I should buy one of these, just, <laughs> you know, for whatever. Uh, and stuff like that. but, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. So I'll look at that a little bit. Um, 1080p zero lag, awesome. Uh, okay, so that's that's interesting. Uh, Nintendo Switch has passed 15 million units sold in North America alone. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's impressive. For it's the is it the fast no second fastest behind the Wii, um, right in this time span? Because they sold 20, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, we sold 20, um, which is PS4. Show. PS4 had 14. Uh, I forget what the other ones were, but it wasn't even. It was this was the second highest, I think, if I remember right. So, yeah. pretty pretty impressive launch, obviously, mm-hmm. for the system. And you know why? I mean, like, it, it hit the it scratched the itch that everybody needs. They didn't even know they needed games on the go. Witcher on the go. Uh, you know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. a true handheld device that you can play at home. So it's impressive. Um, nope, it's been confirmed that. Well, I mean, we knew this already, but it's been confirmed that all Xbox One controllers will work on the future console for Microsoft, whatever it's going to be called. Uh, not That's including the new Elite controller and the old Elite controller. Every Xbox <clears throat> One controller will work. Uh, yep. So that's interesting. And um, that's something we kind of all... We I knew think, it, but it needs... We knew it, but like, yeah. like knew it. And um, yeah. I, I love it when they do that because um, it's just having generations of hardware. Like, 
I still am using game controllers I got in 2001. Yeah. yeah. My fucking well, that's, I, was, I think I was, I was talking to you, Tony, a little bit about how I feel like the PlayStation, what they're trying to do with, like, and we talked about last week, you know, look at this cool haptic feedback controller, and, like, we're going to mm-hmm. do all this technology and throw this stuff in this controller, and, like, here at Xbox, like, Microsoft's, like, we're just going to try to give you, like, all these features and give you things, games anywhere, and play with anyone and well, they, you know, you'll use your old controllers you already have them might as well it's like that's, not I, to say the not thing to that say microsoft's that they doing is just like so much more interesting right now they're, they're setting themselves up nicely they're setting up nicely not to say that their new controller won't have these features as well but you can still right. use your old controllers with the system yeah, absolutely and yes. that, that, that no it's just i think that um sony's focusing on things that don't necessarily mean as much to the gamer right now than mm-hmm. what um you know they think that the gamer wants yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i don't I know think- we'll see I do think it would be good for Sony, though, to do another iteration of their controller, because this... It's nice to get a new controller, but... I know, but I I just don't think... The Xbox Elite controller is still the best controller I've ever used. It's like just it's amazing. I can't and wait to. I'm, really I'm actually. Want to get yeah, I'm, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Talk uh, about a two hundred dollar device. So. <laughs> I'm considering like the problem with trading in the controllers. The GameStop only gives a basic trade in for it. They don't give you like a specific price for it. But I think Best Buy has a, has a specific SKU for it. Maybe I'll go to the Best Buy. I don't know. Hmm. I'm considering it as well because I really want to get. I could always just buy into Costco. Oh <laughs> Jesus! Well. <laughs> Wow, that's 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 insane, um, yep. but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's interesting. I was just playing Gears Five with that controller. I'm like, I really do love that I can just kind of make this feel the way I want it to feel. Like I put those, uh, I put the Overwatch buttons back on. I call them the back triggers. Um, I had I used them exclusively for Overwatch before, but I put them on in Gears. And I'm like, you know, I kind of like running with this button here on the left, and then you know, I just really liked. Yeah. It really has added better features. More options, yeah. mm-hmm. So Never have to leave the thumbs. Yep, yep. So, um, uh, speaking more of Microsoft Project X Cloud, uh, the preview is going on right now for a lot of people. There are four playable games, and apparently it functions. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> it functions on mobile devices. It functions, and this is working, one hundred percent. The difference, be- <clears throat> the big difference here is it's, there's four games functioning right now. Um, let's see, Gears Five, uh, what is it? Gears Five, Killer Instinct, Sea of Thieves, and Halo Five are the four games that are functioning and you know it's it's prioritizing frame rate over graphics on the devices so i hope so depending on what device you're working on it is uh it could look not great like pixelated but the frame rate will not take a hit uh so they said their only complaint they're running into is occasional input lag uh but that should be hopefully ironed out by the time it launches but it's running very well Mm. uh so that's interesting to see you know, as we heard about Stadia last week, I mean, I know everybody's saying, oh, well, what about Google? They're going to do this. And I'm like, my thing is, is that Google still requires you to have one of their Google devices. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you have to Chrome browser. You have Chromecast. To have, yeah, Chromecast. Ultra? Yeah. A Chrome, Chromecast Ultra. Pro? Yes. Uh, which is $60, I think, or $70. Uh, so it's seventy. It's seventy dollars that device. Um, so you still need to have that to play that system in your house. Uh, Microsoft is trying to bring this to just built-in TVs. Built in iOS, Android, uh, you know, obviously the Xbox will do it, um, which you won't have to. Um, but any, everywhere, they're you know they're they're trying to make it more, and it's not going to cost you know the nine ninety a month. No, we don't know what it's going to cost yet, but the nine ninety nine. Well, I mean, they have the ability to throw this in with other things, which they makes could do it more Game valuable Pass. because Game Pass. you have bundles. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Game Pass is already there for them for the subscription service, so right. it's going to help. Right. That. They they've definitely laid down a great infrastructure as far as online, you know gaming and online um just like 
friends list stuff like you know xbox uh live or whatever like that's there's they still have the best <laughs> yeah version of that so all right and lastly on the news we have the npd numbers um last week they came out right uh let's see mm-hmm. number one game Number one game, as we just mentioned, 2K. Uh, NBA 2K20 was the number one selling game. Of, and this is why they keep making these annual games, and they don't put the effort into their stuff. Number one selling game of the year. That's not even That's not even where they make their money. No, it's the microtransactions. Um, but uh, it's the number one selling game of the year. Uh, anyways, so for the month, it's NBA 2K20. Uh, Borderlands 3, which is not shocking. Oh, we didn't go um, over any of the Riot stuff last week, right? No. Oh, wait, did we? No, we didn't. Uh, get, no, we, we did not. It, was, it happened after. Yeah. It did happen after. Yeah. It was, no, it was happening right well, at can, the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll go into that right after this. Thank you for bringing that up. So, Borderlands 3, FIFA 20, mm-hmm. Link's Awakening made the top four, top five. Mm-hmm. It's number four. Uh, does not include digital. Uh, Madden NFL 20, uh, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, Gears 5. That's weird to see that show up there. Um, Code Vein. I'm surprised. Yeah, that's weird to see that there. I'm sorry. I'm like... That, that's kind of weird. Just it's a good game. It. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a good game, but that's selling really well for them still. Well, no, I, I'm surprised because Game Pass. Gives yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what I mean. Then, yeah, there was some discussion with uh, Matt Piscatella um, on Twitter about that, and he's like, "This might be the first game that like shows that like sales how they measure it, the NPD, like you know dollar sales. That's how they measure you know these rankings. This might be the first good example of Game Pass." possibly harming that but overall i mean that's that's fine that's microsoft wants they right like, right. and we've talked about microsoft is about selling that subscription now like mm-hmm. they want those subscription services they don't care about you know oh we need this game to sell x million units we need this game to sell y million units they're just like we need to get subscribers and you know growing that that digital pie for them yeah like that. No, so. I mean, get a million people and it's, it's everybody gets just somebody else yep. buying some other thing and like you know goes up. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, number eight was Code Vein. Then we got NHL twenty, uh, Mario Kart eight, Minecraft. Um, number twelve is blank. Uh, number <laughs> number thirteen is the ultimate Smash Brothers game. Uh, number fourteen Spyro. Uh, Red Dead Redemption two is still in fifteen. Still there. Still holding on. Thank you for mentioning that, Jim, because you know what I was thinking? What? Just just when you're almost there, you know what's coming out? What? No. Red Dead Redemption 2 PC. Oh, no. Uh, I really... Uh, it, it, wait, it's coming out when? When's it coming out? This this week? Soon. Is it this um, week? I don't know. I'll look it up. Why? <laughs> because uh, October. I think it can lose October. You think? Yeah. This is September's numbers, uh, right? Yeah, this is September. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what's coming out in October that you think is going to bump this? Well, you have these the standard games here. You have the yeah. Gears, Gears 5, uh, Link will hold. All of these games at the top 10 are going to hold. Uh, they're not going to move anywhere. Yeah. November 5th. So got, I don't you know have, if that's covered. You have Call of Duty. Uh, you have uh, Outer Worlds. It says two. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Um, but um, so I think 
I th- did we bet for a year or what it was, was it? a year it was the it wouldn't make it within the year it was like i think i i get october uh and that's it i don't know yeah. we get no i think maybe i might get november but i'm not sure that might be the gray area so right. we'll have to look back i'll have to go search it and find it but i think uh october is definite i know i have october and i'm hoping yeah, yeah, for october yeah. but november is the one i'm like i got a good chance in november i just don't know where what the bet was so we'll figure mm-hmm. that out uh plant versus zombies uh marvel spider-man catherine in the top 20 and breath of the wild still at number 20 um so these are like tried and true still holding good uh good good list there um let's see let's see let's see decline software sales four percent versus a year ago uh growth in switch and xbox software which is interesting uh could not offset decline on the ps4 which were driven by yeah. uh marvel spider-man let's see yeah i mean ps4 had huge games last year yeah, I mean, right now, I guess everything's even for the year. Track dollars uh, for software. Um, yeah, so because you have the decline going on in this current, but the rise of the Switch. So it's like you have the – so everything's kind of level. Um, NBA 2K20, like you said, is the number one selling game. Um, debut for Border- – good debut for Borderlands 3. We talked about mm-hmm. Gears 5. Um yeah, so oh, yeah. I don't know anything else. You want to go over in these numbers here? Hardware, yeah, uh, hardware? numbers for. Uh, I think hardware. We didn't get actual numbers, but I think Matt tweeted out. He's like, "Oh, the Switch had the best-selling September Platform. units yeah. since like PlayStation Four back in 2014." So, um, nice to break a five-year. Um, I mean, Switch Lite came out too. That's that's helping the sales too. Oh yeah, so. absolutely for sure. So we'll see. Um, yes, okay. All right, that's that's your MPD. Uh, let's let's go over this. Um, uh, shoot, what do you call it? The the issue we missed last week. Riot, got Riot, Riot games. games. Riot games. Yes, uh, we were talking about their the anniversary issue. event. <laughs> yes, yeah. their anniversary event stuff. Um, they had their uh, stuff going on with the previews of games and such. But so what we what what happened during the event here? Uh, basically, like I had mentioned, like the rumors, they, we're getting like um, so much from them. So we're getting um, an animated series coming to Netflix based on um, two of the most popular characters, Vi and Jinx. Um, so that will be interesting and, and cool to see. Um, League of Legends That's is coming really to cool. Yeah, yep. I mean, League of Legends. Yeah, League of Legends is coming to mobile and consoles next year. Yep. Uh oh, I froze. Being ranked in one does not necessarily make you Mm -hmm. ranked in the others. No, it doesn't. Um, So that's cool. Um, What else? They're doing this 10th anniversary thing uh, event in the game. Uh, They're coming out. They showed off a uh, first-person shooter. A first-person shooter that that is like a team-based thing but style well that's what the thing is they're like guys we they even actually came out and said like we appreciate the comparisons to overwatch but ours is not like our arcade respawn shooter it's more like csgo where it's like you get one life Mm -hmm. and that's it so like you gotta like it's it's a little tactical and whatnot um they're coming out with a what seems like a like diablo um style like a third person uh looter game um coming out with uh, a fighting, fighting game, game. start off that two D fighting game and stuff like that, um, but yeah, just a whole bunch of shit. And it's like they are just. I think they have a board game in the works as well. <laughs> they made one board game. I wouldn't board be surprised did. if they had a yeah. second board game. Um, so they are just killing it, knocking it out of the park. 
Um, and it seems to me like they're really coming after Blizzard uh, hard right now with just everything going on. Um, you know, RTS. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a little F- dig in there somewhere, I think, too. Yeah, I think in one of the videos, they're like, shade. yeah, yeah, because in the video where they're like, League of Legends is coming, uh, and the other one, the Team Fight Tactics, which is like the yeah. auto chess thing, they're like, we know you guys do have phones, so we're releasing League of Legends and <laughs> Team Fight Tactics on mobile phones, and it's like, gotcha, gotcha. So like that. So exciting time to be a, a right fan. Yeah. No, I'm excited for the um, anime just because Netflix, for one, you know it's going to be pretty good. And then what they showed, like just as far as like concepts, and it looked like the studio themselves were working on it almost. Like, like I was like, whoa! Like now, just like throwing it out to some third party or something. Yeah. Uh, and so I, it's excited, exciting, and just the lore behind this game is really interesting, and you don't really get that a lot when you have a you know mobile style game. So just being able to you know. Explore that some more in a, a venue that makes more sense is really cool, mm-hmm. and of course, um, the characters that they they chose are ob- like kind of like obvious that you'd want to see those characters. Yeah, yep. I don't know how many times I've seen like Jinx uh, cosplays. I know, like, I know there's, oh, been, yeah. there's been some uh, there's been some comments about their statements of their players, how they're not allowed to talk about the China in, uh, in, issues going on. Yeah, I That's mean, what I was talking about with issues. It, oh well. I mean, yeah, we could talk about that. I mean, it's 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 not the best. It, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near it's as not, bad as Blizzard. It's not, well, they didn't. They got ahead of it. They didn't like. Right, they got ahead of it, and yeah. they actually said like, "Please just don't talk don't about say it." Which, anything. Yeah, um, and it's a little different because uh, Riot Games is owned by Tencent, one hundred percent, which is which is China, the Chinese equivalent of Disney. Essentially, they got yeah. their hands literally everything um so i understand that but um you know they're not taking at least so far tencent has not taken a a a side in that aspect of it at least to my knowledge i could be wrong on that one but um whereas blizzard clearly drew a line in the sand and said nope fuck you guys like and now you're getting u.s senators to email oh yeah thank you for bringing that up u.s senators sent a, a formal letter to Blizzard's Entertainment's president, yes, condemning their actions, like, and it's, it wasn't just like Democrats too; it was fucking Republicans too, because Republicans hate you know big China and all that stuff. So I'm just like, you know, you fucked up when you have Republicans and Democrats joining together to write you a fucking letter saying you fucked up. Like that is just you know like chef's kiss <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's true. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, I think that's it, right? Covered everything? Yep. Let's get into our topic. Your camera froze on me, just so you know. I don't know if it's frozen on. Is it frozen for you guys right now entirely? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let me You guys froze on me for a second. Let me just reload. Uh, How's that? Good? There you go. Um, Yeah. So, all right. Um, Cool. Let's get into our topic of the night, which is our top five. uh, It's a spooky topic. Halloween. uh, It's a horror, horror villain for video games or characters. Uh, so yeah, let's, um, let's kick it off. Tony, I'm going to guess your, your list is a little bit more compiled. You played more okay. horror games. So let's, why don't you kick us off? All right, I will. But my first choice at number five is actually not in a horror game, but it's the character from Portal, Gladys. Oh, okay. And I thought about this because 
the way the game portrays it is that she it's like oh she's just some crazy ai that is like your nemesis and all that stuff but it's like if you really think about it if you separate the comedic elements from that game and like think about if you were actually in that same situation she's fucking terrifying like you are a literal mouse in this elaborate labyrinth that is just designed to kill you yeah and the odds are just so stacked against you, and she just like is like, yep, like testing this, testing that, humanity this, humanity that, and it's just like, honestly, it's a little terrifying if you really think about it, because like she's just an AI, she has no emotion with it, she just honestly wants you to die. The cake um, is a lie. Yeah, yeah, the cake is a lie. Like <laughs> I have a cake for you. It's like, uh, that's a lie. It's a lie. It's a fucking lie. Yeah, and like that's what that's what it is. Like when you when you're going through the game, especially the first one. Like, you start to see those, like, when when you go off the course and you start to see how other people were there and, like, left, like, you know, markings on the wall and stuff like that. Like, the cake is a lie, the cake is a lie, the cake is a lie. It's like, that person went fucking crazy because, yeah. you know, whatever. So, no, that was uh, a good one. I was thinking of that character, but I was like, eh, yeah, I put it in my number five just because I think I imagine it for you, Corey. It'd be kind of like it's the equivalent of like Handsome Jack in that like v- like it's the villain kind of pr- propelling the the narrative yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. But you know, with Gladys, it's just well, like without just, Gladys, that game is just yeah, like, yeah and it, whatever puzzle game. Yeah, exactly. But the, yep. with Gladys, it's iconic now. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right, um, Mike. Okay, so I don't play a lot of horror games, mm-hmm. but so a few of these are going to be questionable. But um, for this, this is, I guess, a borderline horror game. Um, I'm going with the Big Daddies from Bioshock. Oh, my number five. That's uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's my number five too. Um, that's my number four. Yeah. I was going to put Andrew Ryan, but then I was like, I think Big Daddy's more iconic. No, so. and it's almost like maybe even include the little sister. I know that's not really an enemy, but they're part of what makes the Big Daddy creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's a yeah, it's a creepy thing, and that game's the setting is like, and then when you're playing it, this yeah, like the first time you encounter one, you're like, oh shit! Oh, no. I, honestly, like the, in playing the game, the splicers themselves are maybe more scary because they come out of nowhere more. I mean, the big daddy sort of announces itself from afar, but it, you, it is this tough boss character that you know changes, and it has just this, this style. It's like an iconic <laughs> villain, and the. You know, Big Daddy and Little Sister that, like, injects, like, dead bodies and, like, talks crazy. And you're like, what is this? This just introduces you to this whole creepy world. And uh, so that's my number five spot. I just, I love the Bioshock games. And this was, like, just an iconic, like, scary villain in that. Yeah. Corey, you said that was your five? Yeah, that was my number five, too. Yeah, Uh, yeah, iconic look. Uh, Obviously, like you're saying, what makes it creepier is the Little Sister, too, which... Yeah, I think uh, I mean that's my number. I, I can I can go twice. I'll go twice here because that that's my number four, and I concur with all you guys. Um, like for me, that's like the iconic thing from Bioshock, and it's just like a freaky okay. thing. And I think the little girl makes it even the like sounds freaky. like yeah, keeping yeah. it too is really yeah. yeah. Um, so that was my number four, but my number five is actually the Cherubs from Doom Three. All right. Hmm. Have, you, have you seen these freaking things? I remember playing Doom Three with my friend Drew. And uh, that game was pretty freaky, actually. Uh, but they're like these. Yeah, that game scared me as a child. The, they are these <laughs> demon-looking like babies with like teeth and wi- insect wings, and they crawl mm-hmm. on the ground in packs, and they're fucking freaky. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, like 
I was trying to remember the name of them. I had to look up Doom 3. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's them. Holy fuck, yeah. Uh, but, like, those were, like, the freakiest looking things. Like, I hated that. Like, that, mo- like, like, that game was horror style. Uh, Doom 3, it was like the you know like a relaunch of that game, uh, so it was already already really freaky. But uh, having them like you could hear them when you're getting close, you know, like oh geez, uh, it was just iconic to me, and it just sticks out. So that was my number five. Um, cool. So. All right, Tony, what's your number four? Number four is going to be another slightly off pick, but um, Mother Brain. Oh, no, actually, really? Um, yeah, Super Metroid isn't. Uh, I wouldn't, and I'm using the Super Metroid uh, incarnation. You're not using the um, Captain N one. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Although that does scare me for entirely different reasons. Um, but no, um, I mean Super Metroid. I wouldn't classify it as a horror game, but is definitely a deep space sci-fi like game that has really like it's got freaky villains. villains in right, it's got freaky yeah. villains, and that and that's what it is. Like Mother Brain is like freaky ass. I mean, first of all, it's a giant brain with a giant one eye yeah. in this, like, glass container, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm this just is imagining if they, like, Final Fantasy VII remake this thing, it's like, what would that look like? Oh. That, yeah. that, it's like, oh my god. And then, you know, when you defeat her the first time, like, her, her brain slops to the ground, and then she, like, does this mutation or transformation where, like, she has this body now, and it's almost like she's the size of a T-Rex, and it's just, like, horrifying, because now she's, like, zapping you with beams and, like, throwing grenade like, bio grenades at you and all this shit and it's just like it's absolutely like because it's pixel art and it's like nintendo it's like you know colorful and whatnot but i'm just like a remake or something like this easily would be just absolutely absolutely chilling Horrifying. and terrifying yeah. and stuff like that yeah. so yeah all right uh mike um i'm going a little off the beaten path again uh now none of you guys really play this but gunter odim from the witcher 3's dlc mirror master um and this is kind of apparently you meet this character in the like opening tavern you go in in the game although he doesn't have a name until you get the dlc then you get this dlc the hearts uh hearts of stone and you realize that this guy is pretty much the devil (laughs) um he makes deals with you he like brands you and he even has a little bit of a a Joker pencil trick moment when he shows you that he can freeze time and move someone's face into like a sword. And he's just like laughing about it. And so he's a, in in a world full of, full of, in a world full of like monsters and like, you know, there's vampires, like dragons, all this stuff. Like this guy ends up being scariest because like just the level of evil and power to him is like more than you've seen in this entire game, like, before, and, uh, in the end, like, you don't necessarily, you either, like, you have a choice, and I won't go too deep into it, but you either kill someone who's innocent for him, or you need to trick him using sort of, like, a word riddle, like, you have to, like, figure out what a riddle is, and it's in a time limit, too, so it's, it's, more difficult too to do what you want than in other char- with other characters, but you're he pretty much enslaves you, uh, and it's just a he's, yeah he's like the most evil character in this game full of monsters, and for that reason I have to put him as a great game horror villain. Okay, cool. All right, Corey. Um, I don't know this girl's name either, but the girl from PT at the end. Oh yes. Ooh, it's it's Lisa. Damn it. Yeah, Lisa. Well, we might as well talk about my number three with you. So go on. 
Okay, that's, well, that's, yeah, it's, it's a modest. No, this game, for for one, is is just freaky and like you you're trying to figure out what is going on, like, and you're just doing this loop over and I over think, again. Just yeah, just she was freaky. Green. She was freaky enough, but like the 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 recent news where she's just behind you the entire time. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that's that just over the top. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, sure. go on, go on. And that, no, and then that's like, and when you because you really have no idea what's going on, and like yeah. you're just trying to figure it out and. And when you do finally see this character for the first time, you're like, what the fuck? And it's just like, this, and especially if you have like a group setting thing. Oh, that it's, was it's like, really when we played it here, that was just yeah, that, that's, yeah. that was it, man. Yep. That was the only so, time I played it, and she made my list for, for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, that absolutely yeah, no, it's, it's great build up and like, and it's like not much of the character at all. I, it's not like really anything to no, much to not, talk about. It's, it's, it's just a like demo. Ghosts. It's a demo. Yeah. It's like, and, but um, it needs to make this it's list. So impactful and yeah. it's so uh, memorable that it has to be for yeah, me. I, I really, really hope, and I know we've been talking about Kojima and Death Stranding, but I hope after this, I fucking hope he can go back and finish. Like his intentions with PT and some new IP with Sony, like that—that that is what I want. Silence. Sure, sure, whatever. Like, I just—that's what I want. Konami is not using that franchise. So fucking good, dude. Like, everybody I've ever showed that to has been freaked the fuck out by it. Like, like similar to your guys' experience, and it's just such a shame that like that was a taste. That was a a a vertical slice. Del Toro worked on that with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, and well, yeah. and Norman Reedus, and Norman Reedus. Yeah, yeah. so I, I almost wonder if if that wouldn't work as well in like a, a, a full game. game, though. No, I think it would. <laughs> um, you I just you, you you move set pieces, Mike. You don't you don't like you basically move from mansion to like uh, like building to you just move set pieces, but make it as freaky as. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm the, the curiosity is like you just have to find out like that ending with him like you know and you find out. It's supposed to be a Silent Hill game, and he's like walking out. It's like, okay, what's gonna be next? Like, I'm ready, you know. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, yeah, so. Big parts. Yeah. So. Right. So. Uh, memorable. Yeah. My my like my number four is Big Daddy. So, um, Tony, go ahead for number three. Number three for me was Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Ah. All right. Well, I might as well just keep going my <laughs> list at some point. But go on. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, uh, that enemy like. I like Silent Hill. I'm not the biggest fan. I was always more of a Resident Evil guy, but mm-hmm. like, just when I saw Pyramid Head, like he is. First of all, it's an iconic design because literally, I mean, it's in his name. It, Pyramid. Yeah. Head. Yep. You're um, wearing a big ass like, pyramid. <laughs> yeah, just this fucking ripped ass giant dude wearing a fucking pyramid for head with his giant like fucking sword or whatever it is, cleaver, whatever you want to call it. And it just he is just again like a monstrous he is force. This of force evil. following you, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. He's just dragging yep. this giant thing behind him. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's what makes it so he crazy. Give two yeah. shits. He's my number three as well. Oh, oh, nice, nice. He's my number two. I might as well just get this out of the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh yeah, you were giving out um yeah all of your stuff before. You yeah, get I know. That's okay. I, I, I talk about it separately. I might as well talk about it with you guys. So yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, like, he's such an iconic villain to like a uh, video game character. Like, you just when you think horror games, like that's one of the ones mm-hmm. that comes in my head. My number I was one thinking like head, but... from Silent Hill has so many too. Like the sure. nurses are the very nurses iconic, are very, you know, yeah. and. And you see them cosplay all the time, and uh, you see Pyramid too. But like Pyramid is like so menacing, uh, and so like just when that guy's around, you know your shit's going down. Yeah. Something bad's yeah. gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like either you're I mean, you're was... gonna have to restart, or the movie wasn't like, great, but that was the best part of that movie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So let yeah, me just rip this lady's skin off. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
Yeah. All right. That's number three. Um, number two, Tony. Number two. Oh, Mike, did you do Wait. number three? Yeah. No, I didn't do number three. Oh, yet. you didn't. Sorry. Uh, go on. My number three is again in the non-horror game, but it's going to be Scarecrow in the Arkham game. Well, he's Mostly fine. Not, not only is he scary, it's just he does like the coolest, like sort of like scare you stuff I've seen in the game, especially non-horror game when you think about everything that's attributed to him like again i've just played it over again like just you get the part where you go into the morgue and then you just hear voices going and you're supposed to go the other way and then then you come across like talking versions of you know bruce Wayne's parents who were dead i mean it was pretty heavy i'm and i'm thinking about it's a good thing i was like already like 22 when this game first came out because i probably would have been like oh cool a batman game like when i was like 10 or something and not been able to handle that (laughs) so and then and then uh and then you know obviously it gives you the whole bait and switch you think your game is breaking third wall breaking stuff so it's, it's not necessarily like when he actually appears he's okay but it's more like his presence in the game that makes him a memorable video he's a very well done scary version of yeah. scarecrow for sure mm. for sure yeah, yeah. Right, i cool. felt like if i didn't know about psycho mantis i would have been more impressed with uh <laughs> scarecrow but psycho mantis he almost made my list that was an awesome villain for a metal gear solid series but yeah, yeah. all right number two tony number two um that is going to be the witch from left for dead um, <laughs> i actually i have oh. to play it against i just uh this is more not, I guess, this is more gameplay-wise, because, like, just absolutely terrifying whenever you hear her crying. Like, it's just like, oh, shit, like, all right, guys, like, slow down. Like, we need to find where she is so you can, like, route around her and plan, like, what around. And that's great when you can plan, but in that game when, like, they're throwing hordes and, um, you know, the super mutants at you, you might not be able to plan for that. So it's just kind of like, and if you activate it, it's basically she's going to kill at least one person yeah. at the very least. So um, aside from like her visual audio, like even like her appearance is like, she's like this thin, um, like, like dangerously thin woman. That's like covered in red blood, you know, and stuff like that. Just, she's creepy as hell. And yep. just, you know, the low hanging fruit there is like the tank and stuff like that. Cause he's big Hulk zombie monster but like you know you just shoot at him until he dies which like mm -mm, nope yeah nope not happening all right um where we at mike you're number two right what's your number two uh my number two is again i've avoided strict tar games most of the time but i did play half-life 2 and the head crabs and Mm -hmm. not necessarily just the crabs but the head crab people or have to be up there as one of the scarier characters, especially the whole Raven Home uh, section of that game, where it's just the sounds <laughs> they make, and they're just... And again, it's sort of jarring because it's not really a horror game most of the time, but then it is there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And the lighting, it was just a very scary thing, and then you you realize that like the weird sounds the head crab people make are really someone yelling help me in reverse it's like oh okay <laughs> so that one was uh, pretty hard to get through as someone doesn't like horror games <laughs> playing through <laughs> half-life 2 so uh 
for me. I, and they're, of course, they're iconic too for that franchise as well. So, head crab uh, zombie people. Okay, Corey. Oh man, I had so many like the, like enemies and like encounters that I like, remembered and I've been thinking about as we've been going. I'm like, oh shit, I totally <laughs> forgot about this one. Uh, but um, I'm gonna go with uh, my. Um, well, I'm gonna, I'm the Berserker from Gears One. Okay. The hmm. first time oh, you yeah. face that thing, yeah, you are you have no idea. You you don't realize you cannot do anything to this. Like you don't it know that. Runs yet. you over. And like you're in this like dark <laughs> space, like enclosed, and all of a sudden, like you're like, oh shit, it's coming, it's coming. And you're just hearing it, and then it just like explodes through, and like you try to kill it, and you can't because you don't have the ability to do so. And then basically, the next part of this encounter, just running away. Until in trying to escape and just and it, because it can't see you like you have to like just be really quiet too so you can't like just bolt for it because then as soon as you do that it knows exactly where you are and you're dead um, and so that that was one of the most um, scary moments in a game even though it's not necessarily a horror game but like yeah that that I remember being like really like a very impactful yeah. moment just yeah. oh shit oh shit and, like you just reminded tension. me of i forgot all about that like that's also a hard sequence to play it was so early yeah, in the no, game I... yeah so mm-hmm. wow yeah. and i really don't tell you anything like no. it's just like oh, no nope. nope. and then comes up to learn as you go yep <laughs> i all don't know how many people like yeah. i can't imagine anybody beat it the first time because no way no way. you had no idea unless you know yeah. no idea what you're going against <laughs> all right tony give us your number one Number one, um, for me, is going to be Nemesis from Resident Evil 3. Um, Now, I just want to throw this out there um, real quick. Uh, It almost made my list, uh, but for Code Veronica. (laughs) Okay, yep, I can see that. It almost made my list, but I never actually played the game. I've never seen it. Yeah, so... Um, you just run. You just run away. It's like yeah. it's just chasing you. <laughs> and and that's what it is because again, from a gameplay, like this is a combination of like visual, like like if you think about it, and um, a gameplay perspective. Like this is like a quintessential video game villain for me mm-hmm. because it combines again like the monster and the unstoppable force. Where just like this thing is specifically created to hunt you down. Like yep. no matter where you go, no matter what you do, yeah, exactly. Just start. <laughs> Like that's it. all it says is like the organization that you belong to is like, oh shit. So like almost from the very beginning of that game, you're introduced to this monster and it's like you can damage it, but it doesn't stop it, it doesn't kill it, it just slows it down. So from a gameplay perspective, it's just easy like you're recommended to run away to save on ammunition, health, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But like navigating through that and it'll, it'll burst down walls and like come through certain doors and shit like that. You're just like, and I remember that because like generally in previous Resident Evil games coming into this, if you went through a door, you were safe. So it's like, okay, cool. Like I got through this door and you're just like, yay. And like, okay, like I made it to that. And you take like two steps and just like door flings open. You see him come through, you're just like, <sighs> like, oh no, like whoa oh no what do i do and it's just absolutely terrifying um and it's just throughout the game like that um and you know thinking about it i that was back on the playstation one too so it's just like i cannot wait for the inevitable um resident evil 3 remake um because just with what capcom did with re2 remake this year um i just i'm I'm looking forward to that game so much like i'm already like imagining how that could be yeah no i never played three so like uh, i just know him from code veronica and just like in that game you just you you just run away (laughs) you do like (laughs) you don't you actually never you you don't want to you can't really fight him you just have to run away and uh 
there is a way to actually uh, face him, and he's got a rocket launcher. Uh, if you beat the games with certain like circumstances, so, you know, I'm sorry, he has a rocket launcher too. It's just like, like not only can he beat you the fuck up, but like if you're too far away, he'll just be like rocket, and it's like. What? Like a monster that's yeah. a rocket launcher. And yeah. it's got evolutions too of um where like you you know you beat him but then he like he doesn't he like grow longer yep. like and mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I do like that. I appreciate that about about him. But um I actually never beat Nemesis and I've talked about it on podcasts before. Yeah. Not no, Nemesis, I've never beat Copernicus. Yep. I got in a Hit, save uh, infamous week. game. So yep. Yep. all right, Mike, number one. Well, we actually mentioned her a lot already, but I saved it because it was my number one. Wow. Lisa and PT. Um, nice. And again, it's just uh, yeah, again, I, didn't, I don't know if I actually played it myself at all, but I was there. <laughs> yeah, it was just freaking. Yeah, um, I, don't who, I don't know who held the controller that night, but it was nuts. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. No, but, but, but again, like that's like one of my most memorable like horror game group experiences, and I had a few of those. We we used to get together like sleepovers when I was younger with my other friends and. uh do horror games like a silent hill or you know eternal darkness we even played but this one um again like it's just as an adult we were all adults we couldn't handle it (laughs) It, it, just the tension that the pt sort of builds constantly going through that circle of the room slight changes and it's just all disturbing and then i have to play this this week (laughs) and then she just appears and, and yeah, now learning that she's behind the camera slash player the whole time. And it's not like a T-pose. She doesn't look silly. She's constantly doing that unnerving, like, sort of shuffling, shaking thing that she's always doing. And you're just like, and she's always there. And it's like, okay. So you're like, huh? What? In real life? Because, you know, you're in a room. You're always in a room like that anyway. Mm-hmm. You're always in, like, hallways in your house, like, just walking around, like, looking yep. at picture frames. Yep. So and it's just an unsettling thing, and it, it's just – it proves to me sort of like I think that video game horror sort of goes beyond anything like a movie can do, and I think that's one of the examples that sort of proves it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's a great game. Uh, great demo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great not game. Uh, all right, Corey, number one. All right, so this one is not quite a horror game either, but the first time you encounter the flood in Halo, I was thinking of that when I almost when you mentioned that. I almost. I I have to say that was like one of my favorite, most like terrifying moments because like this game is not like scary in any way, really. Like it's pretty straightforward. You're a space marine, like you're fighting things, and then you encounter this flood thing, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. That was a game changer like, right there. That, that's that whole it, sequence. It reminded yeah. me of Aliens, and uh, Aliens is one of my favorite things. And um, so that that uh, just so yeah. so iconic for absolutely. me. Absolutely, absolutely. I went with uh, I went with a different Resident Evil character, Liquor. Ah, yep. Uh, that's for me the iconic character that st- stands out. Resident that's from Evil two, right? Yeah, or... two, two. So yep, two. Uh, that was the iconic two it's, character. Uh... Uh, I don't know that that one like it's. For game character, video game horror like characters, that's the one that stands out for me. Nemesis is like so popular, but like the liquor was like the first like oh shit character like out of nowhere because it wasn't like it wasn't a, it was a zombie, but it wasn't like a standard zombie. So you're like okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit, this is different. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't know that was iconic for me, and I think it you know for that's why it made my number one part. Um, but I, I was thinking about the flood as <laughs> well. <laughs> didn't make my list but that was like at one point i'm like oh the flood were pretty fucking freaky uh considering you were playing like you know a colonial mar- you know alien space marine kind of thing um so 
All right. Uh, that's our, real that's quick, I just want to throw out clickers. Like for clickers, like yeah. the, the sound they make are really. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah. They were scary the first time, at least. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our list, guys, top five. PT Lisa, number one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably. It would have made my list. Like I just I was like, ah, it's a demo, you know. So yeah. uh, Pyramid Head, number two. I think, yeah. I think so. That's on yeah, my list. Most, on your list, yeah. three. Mine was number two for me, yeah. Um, let's see. Big, Big Daddy's Daddy was on Big few Daddy's lists. on the few lists, but they're low. So we could do... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could do Nemesis. You could do... I think Nemesis. Nemesis I would have been my honorable mention, but I didn't play the game ever. <laughs> yeah, I think Nemesis should be three. Um, we could do Big yeah, Daddy's there at four, because that got a bunch of votes. Mm-hmm. And then you could take... You know, if you want to do the flood, or you want to do, um, tie between flood, and berserker, right? flood, and yeah, I mean berserker. Because that was your number one. Yeah. No, I mean berserker was two for Corey, and his and his number one was flood. No, I'm saying, but your number one was the liquor. Oh yeah, the liquor. I'm sorry, I forgot my liquor. Yeah, I think I said berserker. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean you could do either one. So I mean, I would consider yeah, flood because it's a great idea. But we could tie. Yeah. So okay. All right, that's the list. So number five would be flood slash liquor is your number five. Number four is Big Daddies, which are freaky enough. Number three is Nemesis, Stars. Uh, number two is Pyramid Head, which is iconic. And number one is a game that was never made, PT. Uh, so that's our list. Uh, I think it deserves to be that way. So, all right. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Cool. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You can write us, podcast at allgeek.net. Follow us on Twitter, on Geek. Like us on Facebook. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. Tune in next week. We got more stuff coming your way. You know, don't listen to us. See us before then. Happy Halloween. See you guys soon. <laughs>